podcast network designed exclusively for indie creators like you. At Podcastic, we believe in the power of unique voices and fresh perspectives. We're here to amplify your passion and creativity, connecting you with a growing community of engaged listeners who crave original content. Podcastic is more than just a platform. It's a support system built for indie podcasters, offering a range of resources to help you succeed. From tailored promotional campaigns to professional production assistance, we're here to help you shine. Our intuitive platform makes it easy for you to be seen and heard. We do all the heavy lifting for you. You just show up and create. Plus, with our advanced analytics, you'll gain valuable insights into your audience's preferences, allowing you to refine your content and grow your fan base. Ignite your passion, expand your reach, and thrive with podcasting. Visit our website at www.podcasticlife.com to get started. Podcasting, the home for indie podcasts and content creators. Presented by Amazon Light Up Livernois, Detroit's fashion, art, and design festival. It's Saturday, July 1st, 2023 on historic Livernois Avenue of Fashion. Sponsors include Hot 107.5 WGPR Radio Park Walk Shop. Dine and explore Livernois between 6 and 8 mile road for sound stages, fashion vignettes, eclectic art exhibits, fabulous hair studios, magnificent culinary arts, sidewalk cafe style restaurants, and more. Join us Saturday, July 1st from noon to 10 p.m. in Detroit. Sit on the board. <laughs> that, went loud. that was loud. That went loud. That went loud. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. Good morning, good morning, good morning. No, it only works when Phoebe's here. Well, welcome to the Rise of Ground One Show. We do this every Monday through Friday, nine a.m. to eleven a.m. It's your homeboy doing the, only, the you big home. Like ending the show. You know what? Yeah, but we don't go over eleven really. No, we don't. So we can start short. So we can say nine to eleven. Okay, that's cool. Okay, don't break me up while I'm doing things, okay? Well, that's what we're here for. You're breaking my heart, okay? You're your breaking heart, my heart. Your heart doesn't easily break. Sure, though. So, um, <laughs> I like to bring the, to the annoying voice that you're hearing. Oh, um, she, she's a beautiful young lady. She, she, she got her own. She got her own movie. I just seen a movie poster with on her. She looks kind of lon- lonely and helpless. But um, <laughs> it's none other than Miss Brittany Chanel, y'all. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. I, you said lonely and <laughs> You like this. Well, that's the whole thing. <laughs> okay. I was lonely and helpless in the film. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, next aboard is sitting at the table is none other than the one who makes sure boys turn to men, the men turn to fathers, and the fathers turn to husbands. None well, other than Mr. Calvin T. Man, he said it back. Good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good morning. I said husband. husbands. It's husbands, husbands then fathers. fathers. Huh? Husbands, husbands then, then fathers. fathers. That, ain't that what I said? No, nope. you said, said fathers, fathers and husbands. husbands. <laughs> so it's husbands, fathers, <laughs> legacy. Oh, right. Yeah, is that correct? Speak it, baby. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I added the legacy part, or is that part of it? No, no. That's or did it. I add that's it? Okay. That's, that's order. <laughs> that's order. That's what I thought. I don't like your order, though. That's Shen, biblical. Uh, Brittany <laughs> Chanel. Anyway, so today, y'all, 
before we even get started, of course, we got the good comic relief for Britney. But other than that, <laughs> we, about to, we about to go to some comic. And, I thought, and, and look, when I, when, I say, when I seen it, y'all, y'all got to really watch it. I fell on the damn floor. Miles, that's not hard. No, no. Uh, you stand up and fall. You know what, Brittany? It's not hard. Uh, Chantel, can you just hard. take us away, please? Because Brittany, get on my damn nerves. Yeah, it's okay. We'll be right back. We're having a All right. Podcast. Cool. Yep. yep. And a church girl tailors a deacon's clothes. Listen, I can see why they did not finish the Tower of Babel. <clears throat> Babel. They was using the wrong tongue. <laughs> Is that the forbidden portal? You better zip that thing up, because I'm in the mood to bless his holy name. <clears throat> Father, it was your word that says when two or three are gathered, let us all touch and agree. Ooh. I could be his Ruth. Boaz, need to see some Moaz. <laughs> he who findeth the wife findeth a good thing. And this thing sure is looking good. Lead us not into temptation, but I am tempted to touch one of your precious vessels. Sky Daddy, take the shackles off my feet so I can get that thing. Or whatever Mary Mary said. <laughs> yeah. House. Yeah. That, that, that was funny as hell. That's because you are kinky. No, it wasn't. That's not kinky. That was, just, that was a little funny spruce juice because a Christian sent me that. Um, <laughs> I don't know why people feel like as a Christian, you just don't can't go. think about it. It mm. doesn't. It's not real. I mean, listen. God created it. You supposed to do it. It should be enjoyable. No, so I don't understand true. why Christians act like we can't have like yes. Like, yeah, you y'all should just have sex. Yes, right. You should. Uh, unadulterated. I mean, hello. No, uh, no, no. It's supposed to be within the proper context. Yeah, okay. But it's well, a proper context for a reason because it really is a very dangerous, powerful thing. Yes. That's a whole nother topic that I'm That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> but it is dangerous. <laughs> and people understand how dangerous and powerful it is. The sex it's tool very is dangerous. very dangerous. Very dangerous. It's dangerous. I said that's, that's one of the biggest mistakes I've made in my life was have sex before I got married. Listen, it's a dangerous thing, but you're supposed to do it. It God created it. So hey. you don't die as a Christian. You die to self, yes, but yeah. <laughs> you're still human. Yeah. Um, today's topic uh, is, is a good topic. Is because this reminds me so much of Brittany. Um, <laughs> I, I, you look like your name is Peeves. What? Like your name should be Brittany Peeves. That's a lie. <laughs> That's a lie from the pit of hell. Brittany Peeves, ladies. If your name was Peeves, would you jump oh, off a bridge? My name would be Brittany Chanel. Uh, like it is. Uh, oh, that ain't your real last name. Chanel ain't your last That's name. not my real last name. Chanel ain't your real last name. Who said that? I'm asking you. Brittany Chanel is my name. Okay. Okay, you're going to stand by it. <laughs> All right. Brittany Peeves, ladies and gentlemen. Brittany. My name is Brittany Chanel. Let's start with What's one of your pet peeves? You. Oh, shut up. You are a pet peeve. Oh, my Okay, God. so texting. Mm-hmm. When people don't spell the words properly, that is a very Especially when you get autocorrect. Thing. Yes. Especially when you got all and you the don't crap. use it in the proper context. It's like, oh my goodness, what school did you go to? Speaking of texting, <laughs> it's like, what school did you? Go? You know what I can't stand is when a man texts back K. Oh my goodness, if a man texts me back K, we uh, probably not gonna talk. I don't like that. Oh, you know another one for me. Good morning, Queen. Grand Rising Queen. Don't text me nothing with no Queen. Oh my goodness, I'll instantly just not even respond. 
Good morning, Queen. I'm done. We don't have to talk. This conversation is over. Okay, I was going to get pet peeves. Lying in my face. <laughs> Another one, yes. Stop playing with me. Playing in my face, yes. Straight lying in my face. And, and, it, and it happens... Well, then these, all you these do kids, it. these kids tell so many lies, and like you, you be wanting to jump, jump right, right on well, my man. You got to stay on social media because everybody yeah. lying in their face, right? But I mean, like you know, when you see because you, you mentor, you mess with these kids, mm-hmm. right? So, and you laughing and talking, you mm-hmm. know, okay, so, okay, brother, where was you at the other day? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, my um, that's a lie. I couldn't find my shoe. Why his bottom lip? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right, because they going right into. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find my shoe. No, it's just like I said. Y- y'all got to stop doing anything for these kids. They're yeah. not self-sufficient. I believe. So Boop. this is how you know so when somebody's lying. How to lie. This, mm. this is when you know someone's lying. When they give you too much information, information yeah. you're lying. Too many, yeah. too much detail. It's too much detail. Yeah. That's how you know how you're, you're lying. But Cal curved his lip. Right? Remember when my mother say, "Say, Peter, don't never trust nobody that curved their lip when they talk to you, cause they're lying." You don't have to curve your mouth to tell the truth. What if you're crying? But you don't understand. <laughs> see, I'm I'm being taught. I'm being taught to lie every day. Mm. You see what I'm saying? So you know, and this is one of those things. I, I jump in the car. Mm-hmm. I'm in the car with with you, Miles. You're mm-hmm. my dad, okay. and you're driving the car. The phone rings. You mm-hmm. pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the back, back of the car. You watch, yeah. And you on the phone like. Yeah, no, um, yeah, I ain't feeling good today because I ain't coming in, you know. <coughs> right? And so the, the kid is being taught how to lie. How to lie. So properly, the, though. Properly, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? And so then when you when that kid comes across that situation, they use that same game yeah. on the parent. And the, and the principal and the teacher and the teacher and everything. Be like teacher, and I I'm will sick. say, <laughs> I will say that they are paying attention. Yes. So like when I ha- when I'm on the phone, I'm having conversations with my nieces around. I'd probably be like, yeah, let me call you back, or I'm gonna talk. I have ears around because she's listening to the conversation. Like, my daughter definitely listens. <laughs> yeah, she's listening. My, one of my friends called me one time, and it was like. It was short, but it was our language, and I knew what she was talking about. And then my niece was in the car, and she goes, Auntie, that was weird. And then when I laughed, like, you should be listening that hard. You know, so it was like, let me call you back because his ears are around. But they are paying attention. Well, my daughter mother called me one day, and I was like, I'll call you when I get to the office. My, daughter, my baby girl said, Daddy, you at the office? Yeah, I like, see? They I, said, I said, listen, <laughs> I, I'm not at the other, I'm going to the other office. I was talking about the other office, Poodle. And you continue to lie. She, she and just said, continue. and I continue continue to lie. And I said, mm, and she said, mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, okay, man. I do think, as a, as a kid, I, I think the worst thing you can do as a parent is lie to your kids. Yeah. And that's one thing I will say I'm grateful for. My or parents, lie around. Did, or lie my around. parents did not lie to me. Like, they told me what it was. But they lied, they lied around you, though. They lied around you. Yeah, yeah, they definitely. But it lie. wasn't like like I can remember as Our my parents mom. Lie though. That's I was funny. like, Mom, where do babies come from? And she was like, Oh, God help me and your daddy make you. Like that was her response. So but she, she told the truth. She told the truth, truth. But she didn't tell the you know what I'm saying? You but didn't get still, the details. Right. Exactly. She didn't tell how many attempts it took. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my point is it was like you know, she still told me, and then I can remember like the first conversation we had about sex and all of that, and it was like so detailed to the point where it was like, I don't know. Like, 
But she never lied. She talked about the whole alcohol. Alcohol is like, look, I know that this is gonna, this is gonna. It's like. So they didn't lie to me. So when you grew up, did you ever go back to your mom and say, hey, man, when you talking about alcoholism and you talking about being found in the back of a pinto? No. Did you ever get found in the back of a pinto? No. <laughs> okay. I'm just, I don't I'm just know saying. what. You don't know what a pinto is? No, I know what a pinto is. Okay. <laughs> I'm just talking. Wow. No, I definitely know what it is. T-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-t-
is the kid really prepared to have the conversation? Mm -hmm. Some kids are a little more advanced, yes. right? And so you got to pay attention, and you got to have been having those conversations. But let's get it. Let's don't get it twisted. The the porn thing is real. It's definitely. We had a message. Somebody, our producer, just gave us a message. Call y'all. Call in three one three two six six two eight one one. Um, and yeah, look, we you can win some tickets. We gonna play the commercial in the U.S. Find out what you can win the tickets to today, and it's going down this Saturday, July 1st at the Aretha Franklin. Uh, and we're about to go into a video and we'll be right back. Okay, y'all? Y'all checking out the Rising Ground One show right here on Podcasting. This summer, the Aretha Franklin Amphitheater celebrates hip-hop live for the holiday weekend, Saturday, July 1st. A-Ball and MJG. Also, Exhibit. You're looking for some real OG. And the Dog Pound. The Dog Pound rocks the party. Tickets on sale now. Available online at thearetha.com, the box office, and also Ticketmaster.com. All tickets $35. Get yours today. Presented by The Right Productions. I don't know if I'm alone on this, but driving with somebody else in the car is awkward 97% of the time. One of my biggest pet peeves when I'm driving is whenever I have a passenger in my car and we're at a red light and all of a sudden the light turns green and immediately they go, you can go. I am the captain of this ship. I know whenever that light turns green, I can go. I took the driver's test maybe three times. I am well aware that whenever that light turns green, that's my turn to accelerate. And it's not always whenever I'm the driver. Sometimes when I'm in the passenger, things are awful. One time I got in this girl's car, I immediately sit down. I look at her dashboard. She has a police scanner sitting on the hood of her car. Who are you? What are you running from? I would understand if this woman had a Hellcat, a Mustang, something fast that people like to drive various amounts of speed on the open road with. She had an 03 Honda Civic, oxidation on the hood, the left wheel was on its last breath. What are you hiding? Where did you even get that equipment from? Also, whenever you're driving in the car with somebody and the music's at a loud octave and you're both enjoying the tunes together, singing back and forth to each other, and the other person messes up the lyrics, that might be the most awkward situation on planet Earth that we've ever seen. Because now what am I supposed to do? you know that I know that you just messed up and now it's awkward and now I got to try to match you and find out where you're at and you're checking me to see if I just caught your mistake oh trust me I caught your mistake uh, he's a little bit too animated plus he's light skin he was a whole pet peeve for me yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stunned right. he was a pet peeve like what are you talking about hey ladies and no, gentlemen but that is true I don't like basketball Backseat drivers of people yeah. on the. I'm driving. Hello. And do not blow the horn at me ever because I'm gonna slow down. I'm petty. Don't bother me because I'm <laughs> in my car. I'm zoning, listening to my music. I am enjoying my cruising right now. Do not blow the horn at me because if you do, ooh, don't just let it be a one lane. Ooh, I'm driving as slow as I'm going down to 20 miles per hour. Don't rad me because I'm gonna go five miles per. I am that petty. Wow. I am that petty. Literally, I'm that petty. And let me tell you, I'm a crazy guy. You know you're going to grow out of that. No, I've been doing it for quite some time. Because, <laughs> and I can't. <laughs> I'm growing out of this because it's dangerous. But, because. <laughs> she used to throw nickels at people. I threw water bottles, right? Because. Sometimes where I live at, you know, they get a little aggressive sometimes out there when you're trying to just cruise and just have a good morning because everybody's in a rush to go absolutely nowhere. You mean with the white people? You said it, I did it. Um, and they had a big truck, so they really like bullies out there on the road. You know what right. I mean? 
So they want to ride you and blow the horn at you and all this other stuff. So I really be petty. I take my little time. And then they'll go around you. I'll speed up. We'll do that. I'm that person. And then when they come around me and they like stick their middle finger up or do something, because guys usually do something freaky, I'll follow them and I'll throw something at them. And then they get scared. But you were tough in your car. Brittany, I've been there. I've been there be watching Channel, channel Two. They're like, "Well, actually, it's in I don't do that anymore." But I podcast host Brittany <laughs> Chanel. Um, she she got arrested for felonious assault with the water bottle. I was. I have definitely done that. I've thrown water bottles. I've thrown smoothies. Yeah, I've thrown stuff at people's car. Yeah, we gotta get you together. I don't do that anymore. But Britney smoothies just came out last year. No, I don't okay. know. They didn't. Not this, it was a Dunkin' Donuts smoothie one time. <laughs> I threw somebody because I was running late going to class. And um, they were rushing me. Okay? I'm already late, uh, so I'm not about to die. Was you late. in America? Huh? Was you in America? So how was they rushing you? <laughs> uh, that was funny. Anyway, okay, okay. And it was one of those moments where they was like riding my tail. And then they pulled up on the side of me. And they went to get all smart, so I threw the smoothie at them. Mm-mm-mm. They hurried up and got off the freeway at that time, too. Crazy. I don't do that anymore, but, yeah. Don't bother me while I'm driving. I'm cruising. I'm cruising. I don't bother you. Don't bother me. Well, I understand that. One of, another one of my pet peeves is that about the vehicle thing is when I'm driving slow. Which you always do. And, I mean, well, you don't even people, drive the speed limit, though, Miles. At some, least I do the speed limit. Well, I was doing the speed limit, and then the white guy gave me the finger. I hate when they do that. But and he he, <laughs> he wanted me to see. He was like, "Yes, but when you but and now when he, uh, did you I ride up on him? No, I didn't. See, because this is the thing. They Perfect. real tough in their car. No, but see, white boys is tough. But he was in one of them old pickup trucks. Man, they and, tough and, in and, their and, cars. and they crazy. He was probably Literally. drunk. He was probably drunk. But then when, when you <laughs> get to the red light and they do something, when you hit the red light, they just gonna look straight ahead. They don't even look over. <laughs> and I would roll the window down and cuss them out just because. What words would you say? Know. But I be going <laughs> off because you was just so tough. Don't let them do something rude and cut know, you off. Y'all do know that road rage is not just exclusively the white people. Right? It's, it's, I have it. Right, because you're participating. I know that. This okay. is why I don't like to drive during rush hour because, listen, I know that about yeah. myself. So I won't, I'll, I'll stay to work late just so I can avoid it because it's like I don't feel like it or I'm going to leave early just to avoid it because I know really? how I am. Yes. <laughs> I gotta, listen, I, because really? this is the thing. When I'm driving, I'm cruising. I'm listening to my music. I have set a whole entire atmosphere. And then you want to come over here and disturb You know it? how you do that? You know, you <laughs> you know how you do that? Disturb my peace. Just take the side streets. I don't like the side streets. Okay, so now it's that's too much another... stopping and going. Well, did like... I, that'll put you in your element so you ain't got to throw bottles and cuss people out. I don't mm. do that anymore. Take I haven't shortcut. done that in probably three to four years. Okay. Right. I haven't thrown anything at anyone, and I have gotten right. a little bit better. Okay. But I also don't drive during that time anymore. Okay. So I've learned that about myself. Okay. What is that? That's my toxic trait? Is that what <laughs> Could be. Could be. <laughs> Road rage is my <laughs> and, that, and that don't make no damn sense, neither. 
That really don't make no sense. Let's follow her and see. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough situation. And at least I, under, I understand it. Yeah, I'm one of those people like, if I know. Right. Listen, I know. Yeah. Give me a minute. They don't, they don't throw back an egg souffle at your ass and you but be you mad. But you know what? It, no, they don't. Because I told some, you what or, they or do. Quiche. And then don't. <laughs> the Arabic women are the worst. They're the worst. Because they drive these big tricks and they cannot drive. So it really I be a problem. I haven't seen them on the news. Who? Arabic women? Oh, you probably shooting up a car. Shooting up a car. Yeah, you ain't gonna they see. Are the, Busting out windows, they jumping the on the worst. hood of cars. I haven't seen nothing. I've seen Listen, a couple black women do they that. They hit the curb. Yeah. Yeah. They'll cut you. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't tell you. What you say? How did they do that? How did they do that? They are the worst. How did they do that? They be on the wheel like this. Like, girl. Like, they are the worst. Brittany, pause. That didn't look right. They just did not look right. I can't even tell the story. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, I'm just telling this story. No. I, I, I wasn't the only one. Listen, when she seen you do it, she was like pick, this. Listen, when we have to pick my niece up, it is really, we are fighting. Like, you have to fight those women to get your kids. Like, it's crazy. Like, y'all, they're kids. They're going to come out. They remind you like you're at the airport. Like, oh, let's, yes. go, let's go. I hate that. Like, we're, listen. <laughs> okay, that's why I go to the airport. I be chilling. Yeah. I yeah. put my headphones on and I chill because people crazy at the airport. Like, you can't go anywhere. Oh, did you hear about you hear about this weekend? Mm-mm. About New York, all the flights was canceled. For what? Because of the weather. Going to New York, but in airport from Atlanta to Atlanta to New York and all that, them the flights was delayed because of the rain. Yeah, it was like set, oh, almost sixteen hundred flights canceled total. That's a lot. I didn't know that many planes <laughs> came in and left <laughs> in the day. See, it's like stuff like that. Like I'm cool at the airport. It's start, It's just the cars. What's your pet peeve about the airport? What? One of your pet peeves about the airport? The whole people rushing in can't go nowhere. Yeah, that's a that's a, an irritating thing for me because like we're not we can't go anywhere. You mean so like when you're chill. driving in the car? Huh? <laughs> you said what? Like when you're driving? Like when in you're the driving in the car? So you're about to, listen. The only time you gonna is a bitch. The only time you catch me <laughs> acting like that is if I'm driving and it's during rush hour. Otherwise, so for the most part, when you're in I the airport, cool. when somebody is doing what you do in the airport, <laughs> yes. it's oh I just man. She have she have double standards. <laughs> standards. <laughs> In the airport, I understand that I'm not going anywhere. On the on the road, your toxic trait is patient. Y'all like I, we can't go anywhere, and I just feel like <laughs> your toxic trait is patient. You have none. When I'm in the car, I'm cruising. I'm trying to do the same thing in the airport, and then people blowing the horn at you, cutting you off, like what, what cussing my, you out. What like, my, come on. One of my pet peeves. <laughs> In the airport, boo booing. It's hard to boo boo at the airport. Miles, you are disgusting. I'm gonna be honest, I don't really like to use public restrooms. So Listen, when I gotta go to the airport, I'm not drinking or eating anything. No, it, how about if you just had a bad day the day before? <laughs> I'm just saying, right? <laughs> right? It just, it just don't agree with you, right? So, what did you eat? I'm gonna tell you what happened. I'm gonna tell you what happened. I don't, know. I I don't, don't, don't want to know. Not that I, no, I, listen, I set myself up with this question. I, I, I was at the airport and I had to do number two, right? Where were you going? I was going, I think I was going to Atlanta at this time. I feel like I do not want to sit next to you on the plane. First of all, no. <laughs> Damn the plane. It was the poop station um, in the bathroom. 
And the guy next to me, he was having some serious problems. <laughs> and the other person next to me, he was blowing his nose and flushing the toilet at the same time. And it just got gross to me. So I did not wind up doing doing the number two. But when I wound up doing it, I did wind up doing it in the airplane. And it was the worst thing ever I ever did. Yeah, because it's so small in there. And then I didn't even want to open the door. I used the restroom one time on the plane, and I was so uncomfortable. Really? Well, I was flying. Oh, you to, had to poop. No, I was flying to London, and it was a seven-hour flight. Why so, you had to let everybody know you went to London? You know damn well nobody at this table been to London, <laughs> and you had to show Can off. Can I tell my story? Please, Thank you. So I was flying there, and it was a seven-hour flight, and of course they feed you or whatever, and I had to go to the restroom, and you, I went. Did you have number two? Most, no, it was the most uncomfortable. <laughs> Because it's so tiny. Your ass tiny. But I'm claustrophobic. So I was back there having a full moment. Like, oh, goodness. So we don't have to worry about you going on the ocean gates. Listen, um. (laughs) Baby, no. No. You have put me in no tight spaces. You know, my pet peeve. What? Is the. Lying in my face. The one up. (laughs) Good. The one up. The one up, which means? You tell your story. Oh, somebody one up you. And be like, man, that ain't nothing. Yeah, I don't like that a bit. Shit, I remember the time, you know, I remember the time when it was 17 guns pointed at my head. And I was in the middle of Bell Isle, and there were 17 people, all had guns pointed at my head. And my and all you said was, man, I got shot at. Right. Yeah. You're like, oh, man, you got shot ain't. at. That ain't shit. That ain't nothing. You the one one up. Up. You got like, one up, who right? cares? I'm with you. It, it's some great ones, right? Yeah. Oh man, I, you you thought that was funny, man, right? And then the other one, <laughs> and this is a my mama's. This is my mom. My mama' name is Ali Bell, right? So my mama has spoiled it for anybody else to come behind mm-hmm. with exaggeration. People need to know when you exaggerate, you're lying. <laughs> and I'm telling you, my mother. Miles. Shut your ass up. My mother would turn my mother would turn a trip to the store. Like just walking to the corner stores, Mm -hmm. she would turn that into a whole novel. Like (laughs) What? I went outside. And as I was and the store is what, ten houses up the block. I went outside and as I was walking up the street. I saw this guy come running by me and he started to, like, would take the story all the way to the store and then bring the story back all the home. way back. But she was a storyteller. That's a storyteller. No, She's you're creating lying. it. She's creating You something. got them. Oh, uh, I talked to the teacher. The teacher told me that you so and so and so. I'm like, but I got to be. Right. Yeah, but I, the teacher said you was. Like, I, the exaggeration thing but, is but, but Cal, I, I get it. When I was in school one time, the teacher, talk, the teacher was talking to my mama, right? My mama evidently must have forgot I was standing right next to her. The teacher, and she came home, she said, nah, ain't no teacher going to, the, the, the hand on no teacher going to lie on you, Petey. They, she said such, I said, but she ain't say that. She said, don't tell me the hell. So I was right there. I was like, I was, oh, yeah. I was, I was right there. Too. Yeah. Right. And then she said, yeah. and just for that, I'm going to whip your ass and you're going to punish me. Yeah. I said, well, can I just take the punishment? Because, mom, she ain't say that. You fibbing. 
That's the worst thing you say to your mom. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, 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 you calling me a liar? Oh, yeah. You calling yeah, me exactly a liar? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's not real. Hey, yeah. oh, yeah. I think I think I think she went my ass for two days. Okay. I didn't so and so. Listen, that's I, child abuse. I'm telling you. I didn't even go to school the next day. She said she looked at my arms and my head legs like. No, you can stay home. <laughs> like, no, another pet peeve of mine is when someone's telling you a story, but they're doing something else. So the story is extra drawn out because it's like, yeah, and then they did. Um, oh, I got that bad. Yeah, because they were. You do it a lot. Because Calvin, he'll be on this phone. He'll be like, yeah, because uh, yeah, uh, I don't want to know the story anymore. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I, I don't want to even talk no more. I'm working on it because I'm trying to get the story. And you um. I'm yeah, working on um, with, with you, and mean, then he'll give you he'll give you like a few words, and then he'll uh and be right back. Uh, <laughs> my mom has so bad to the point where you know what I'll just get up and walk away. Just call me when you can focus because this is I already. I'm working on that. Cal was focused last night on girth, right? Yeah. We said okay. We had, we only got we had two minutes left, right? We were real quick, real quick. Got the cow, cow, cow was like, I just want to say, <laughs> <laughs> and we all in the studio looking at each other like, and we got one more minute left. He ain't that minute up. <laughs> I am one of those people like, tell me the point, like let's get to the point, and I'll ask questions later if I need something. Yeah, like I'm gonna ask questions later, and my sister actually used. The hate that I did, and she's like, "Well, if you just listen, it's like, well, this is a long, long, story. long ass story." So it's like, just get to the point, and then I'll ask questions to fill in the gap. She's like, "But you're not listening. I am listening. Get to the point." I'm getting better. No, because Cal, and then he, you'll be looking at Calvin. He won't even look at you, and he on the phone. Cal, is that why like I fell asleep this. yesterday? Is that why? You won't be looking at him, and, it, and you wait on him to finish. He's like, "Was he gonna finish?" Yeah. Um, all I did, all I remember, I was talking to Cal when I woke up. He was. Going, I'm like, <laughs> I think maybe I was just tired. You was falling asleep oh, before. Ford. Yeah, gotcha. you was going. You was just okay. tired. So it wasn't you. All right. <laughs> oh, all right, y'all. And I don't like when people be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're not listening. You're not listening. You, you ain't paying no attention. Listening. I hate for somebody to mm-hmm me when I'm. <laughs> don't mm-hmm me like. Mm-hmm. Especially with mm-hmm. No, I'm mm-hmm. telling you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah, sure, yeah, baby. Yeah. We ain't paying attention. Um, <laughs> you're not listening. Like, anyway. You're not listening. You know, we're not listening. Up. Shout out to everybody. Um, uh, Are talk those to considered ta- toxic traits? Huh? Would those be considered toxic traits? Because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm real. Like, everybody's in this new era. Now, my most toxic trait is, like, <laughs> if that's no, the case, I was everybody's asked, toxic. So, at the Fatherhood Forum, I was asked about toxic, you know, toxic masculinity. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I said, no such thing. Okay. Right, and and what happens is you put a you put the word toxic on masculinity, but you didn't put toxic on humanity. Ooh. Thank you. Right, and so when you just make it about masculinity, it's a target. You've specifically targeted mm-hmm. the male, mm-hmm. and what has happened is is that you've gotten so used to targeting the male. Like, I'm not saying that we're innocent. Like we, you know, in learning the difference between what they call toxic masculinity and healthy masculinity. I get it. But it's not just directed toward the male. I, th- I think the only people to say bring masculinity in, in place was when feminists starts to try to make their point. But it wasn't feminists who even came with toxic or, masculinity. Or gay, listen, or gay, I feel or like gay since men. people started going to therapy, yeah. I think this be, is when all this stuff but I think toxic be a masculinity. Lot, a lot of gay men use toxic Well, and people just want to put 
anything bad on men. Yeah. Because they didn't know his value. Right. Now we got value. Mm. Shut the hell up. Some men have value. Only if you got Beyonce money. (laughs) We understand value. And we're we're starting to understand even more our value. And so we're not going to just you know, we might have you got a bunch of quiet males, right? We got that. You know, y'all done pushed them in the corner. They don't say much, but there's a lot of males that's coming out, right? They're standing up for themselves and having these conversations because they know their value. Now. Yeah. So, yeah. So we, yeah. But, but, but can what do you think when you look at, okay, so when you say masculinity, right? And you have, like, some people could do it with their voice, right? Some people could be, in, uh, be intimidated. Uh, intimidative, I think that's a word. Um, <laughs> um, intimidative, I think that I just made that up. Yeah, but just made that shit it's up. It's a few words in the dictionary made up. Go yeah. on. Yes, yeah, like um, um, bling bling. Um, anyway, so, or body size, they can be intimidative. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, their voice, um, their, their education. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of times, what you stated was, Men be targeted to uh, downplay whatever they have going on for them. You know what I mean? And whenever that's not exposed or the most dominating thing of them, they become like women call them pussies. You know what I mean? So what do a man have to do or or what should a man do to not prove his masculinity but to uphold his, his position as a man in people's lives. One of the strongest messages a man can send is self-confidence. There you go. Thank you. I got his, that. His, 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 his self-confidence doesn't, it doesn't, you, you can't apply anything to it. Like, mm. uh, you, you can only despise it, hate it, or love it, or like it. Right? Right. You can't, self-confidence, when he exudes that, when he has confidence in himself, <clears throat> he knows his value, he knows what he's doing. Right, it's very difficult for you. The only thing you can do is the court of public opinion, which is how they bring them down. Because you got to understand, as men, we're architects. We built countries, worlds, globes, wars. We invented rape, suicide. Whoa, 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 whoa! You got to take it all. Wait wait, wait a minute, we built rape. We we created rape. Yeah, you got to take it all. He said invented. Right, you gotta I don't take know. It Women took it's advantage of me. This all comes, same thing, right? You gotta take advantage, right? You gotta take it all that comes with being uh, a man. Being a man, right? Because that's what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you look out into this world, and and you see men have done. We're inventors. We're we've done a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, now in in humanity, women are inventors, problem solvers. Mm-hmm. Women are allowed to have goals and purposes. So the adaptation that we have to make as men and women mm-hmm. is in conflict simply because of the opinion of he's narcissistic, he's toxic, he's so and so because that's what this thing has pushed. So I don't really have to look. I just got to go and, you know, I don't have to really do my own research. But Yeah, Fifi and, proved that. Fifi proved that. Yeah. She said when she went to go write the um, the, the, the paper, her paper in school about the <laughs> Titanic, her crazy ass went and watched the movie and wrote the rose lost the diamond. And she got an F on the paper. So yeah, you're right. You're right. So yeah. so you're saying it's just make, making adjustments? 
It's going to have to make you're, you're making adjustments. Dr. Miles Monroe cited years ago um, um, that the the situation between men and women uh, was one that was because what happened. What does a man have to bring to the table if the woman has a job? Car, I saw, I house, saw that um, right? when he did that. Yeah. Right. So, but the whole complex of you know the whole uh, presentation that he was talking about, mm-hmm. he was saying that men had to adapt. Mm-hmm. They have to change because, okay, how do you approach a woman that has these things mm-hmm. and vice versa? Right. But his his adjustment was, now, nah, brother, you can't can necessarily control everything, mm-hmm. right? And so you have to have. My nephew did something. That's why other, I drive scooters. It still don't work. My nephew posted, had a post yesterday. It was dope, right? And, and he talked about, you know, his family. And he talked about how when he was making 35000 his wife stayed at home. Mm-hmm. When he was making seventy thousand, when he got a house the whole night, his wife stayed home. And now he backed down to forty thousand. He said, "My wife, my kids, everything is fine. She stayed home." He said, "What I don't understand is why y'all out there talking about how a man got to have so much. You're missing an opportunity to understand that." That has nothing to do, do with it. Yeah. No, it's about working together. It's, it's about working it's together. Collaborating. It's yeah. a collaboration. It's collaborating. And you gotta have collaboration. So that's why uh, the other thing that Dr. Miles Monroe said said you can't have two visions inside of one. Home. It's yeah. division. Oh, it's gonna be yeah, division. division. Yeah. yeah. And that's, it, that's the thing, though. And like I said, it always goes back to some men don't have a vision. They weren't taught. Talk. And that's where it's coming yeah, in. Because yeah, the woman, we are. We ready to hop on board and help. Okay, because yeah. as soon as you tell me something, or tell me something like your dream or what is it you want right. to do, my my natural reaction is how can uh, I help? How can I help you? What can I do? But do I don't I know, know how to allow you to help because yeah. I don't trust yeah. you. I haven't invested in yeah. you. I never really got beyond the certain levels to even know you and to help you be yeah. right and that's a skill yeah. like men come into relationships a lot of men only can get get to, and, and I'm give up some player stuff right here okay but a lot of men I'm, I'm listening right so uh-huh. a lot I'm of listening. men can uh-huh. only get a woman to wall f- five mm. <laughs> he never gets to the wall with a little girl mm-hmm. that needs and wants the protection that would trust you he never gets there because it's 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 not necessarily work. What it is is, as you approach wall five, uh, what's your intent? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, and then you will pay attention. And wall five will have you stuck in a relationship with a with a man who is not committed, non-committal the whole nine. Then you will be there five, seven, ten, ten years, years, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you ask the question: Well, what happened? As soon as he left you, he turned around and he married somebody, somebody else, else yeah. right? Because you allowed him to experiment, mm-hmm. right? You know, when the Bible says, he who finds the wife finds the good thing, um, it is better to marry to burn. In uh, those complexities, if you go, and this is, to me, this is a flaw. This is one of my pet peeves with today's dating and everything else. Mm-hmm. How do you spend two years with a person? Mm-hmm. And you haven't gone nowhere and nothing has happened. You're not it's doing not nothing. even that. No I'm just saying. That's you my spent, pet peeve. You spent two years with this person. Mm-hmm. Now, you've been intimate. You've eaten. Mm-hmm. You probably went on a vacation. Right? You saw things that you wanted to see. At the same time, it was never in your mind to marry this person. Mm. Right? 
the other part that impacts the culture is another pet peeve is she being knowing you at war five and staying there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not 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 raising her own expectations. I would say it goes it's two way street. It's, it's a two way street. So. I say it all the time for women. Well, speaking of collaborations, guy, we gotta go right to Atlanta right now. Okay. To our to our correspondent Atlanta, this cor- this, this collaborating with us. Her name is Shay. Oh my God! And we'll be right back, y'all. Entertainment. What up, though, Shay? Shay. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh, oh, oh. Shay. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my! God! Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my! Oh my God! Oh my God! Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl Shay. Oh my God! I am here for your entertainment news, as always, with the Rising Ground Morning Show. Make sure you check them out every Monday through Friday from nine to ten a.m. On simplypodcasting.com. And don't forget to check your girl out. That's right, S H A Y O M Y G O D on all your social media platforms. I'll be right there waiting for you too. Hey, come follow me. Come check me out. If you follow me, I would love to give you a shout out. Just remind me that you heard about me right here on the Rising Ground Morning Show. And I'll shout you out. All right? So let's get to it. Shay, oh my God, S H A Y O M Y G O D. All right, let's have some fun. Let's talk about what's going on in the entertainment world. Well, baby, one of the biggest news is Beyonce's longtime captain of her dancers. She will not be attending or or participating, if you will, with Beyonce on a Renaissance tour. Now. A lot of people are speculating that there's some issues going on or they maybe have some type of rivalry or beef or something like that with um, her dancer that, you know, is something going on with them. She was her dancer for over 17 years. So I want to know the scoop. But apparently uh, she talked to People Magazine and they did an exclusive with her. Her name is Ashley Everett. And Ashley is saying, but despite people's uh, thoughts of it being some type of issue, it's not. All is well. And Beyonce actually is giving her, um, you know, her blessings. She's giving her, she wishes her well. And she's ready to move on to the next phase in her life and in her career. So, of course, kudos to Ashley. Congratulations to her. But um, but the Beehive was very surprised about this because they know Ashley has been her, her go-to girl. You know, um, but... It is what it is. As she said, over the years, they had gotten closer and, um, you know, they became like family. So, of course, you touring with these people and all that. But during uh, what had kind of caught, had made this come on is because during COVID season, that's when Ashley had time to sit down and really think about things and think about what's next for her. And so this is what she decided to go ahead and, and do. Now, we don't know exactly what she's going to do, but B gave her her blessing. So, of course, the Beehive wishes her well also okay and we do too so congratulations girl get it get it get it get it get it okay all right on the other news now i don't know if y'all knew this or not but i never heard of this before um but genuine was just recently on um uh drink champs and he exposed the fact that him and Aaliyah had a little beef going on. Now, I never heard of this before. And I'm a Detroit homegirl. Y'all know I am. But I don't never remember hearing about Aaliyah having any, uh, you know, issues with Genuine. It was cool. Remember, it was Magoo. It was um, Timberland. It was uh, Missy. It was uh, 
Aaliyah, it was genuine and tweet and a couple, you know, a couple of the people, they were all the group that, that that was together with them and they was always making music and working with each other. But apparently back in the day, he used to um be managed by Aaliyah's uncle, you know, uh Hankerson guy, uh Barry, Barry Hankerson. You know, he also um he also was the manager for my girl, Tony Braxton, you know. Hi, this is Tony Braxton. Yeah, I didn't know I could do that. I know, I know. <laughs> anyway, he was her manager too, and she ended up leaving him too. Um, but apparently, genuine when he decided to leave her uncle from being the management um, of, uh, I think it was Blackground Entertainment, Blackground Records. That's what it is, Blackground Records. Now, genuine decided to leave, but when he left, apparently, that started the ripple effect of him and Aaliyah's relationship. So when he left, he didn't know, you know how they were well he never got a chance to talk to Aaliyah because she ended up passing away so of course he carried that burden around for a while for a long while but then I guess uh he ended up mentioning that Missy Elliott said that like she had a dream that Aaliyah kind of came to her and said that her and Genuine was cool but he never got a chance he said he wasn't really beefing with her he would never beef with a girl that sounds stupid he just didn't agree with some you know his, her uncle's practices so he had to leave but he said he would never beef with a girl. That just sounds whack. He said, but however, you know, it did feel good for Missy to come back and tell him that, you know, everything was cool. So that's good. You know, I would hate for me to have a beef with somebody that I once cared for. And then we not, you know, crush the beef before they pass on. Remember, it was something like that with Easy e and Dr. Dre. Remember, they had a beef going on before Easy e passed away. Dr. Dre went to the hospital. Did y'all know about that? And he, they talked it out and smoothed everything out before Easy e passed. All right, well, maybe some of y'all may be too young to remember who Eazy-E is, but if you don't know, you better get into your hip-hop history. <laughs> anyway, one of the last um, one of the last stories I got to tell you about. Now, here's the thing. By now, you might have probably heard about it, but if you haven't, here we go. Apparently, Rihanna is stepping down as the CEO of Savage Fenty, Savage X Fenty. Now, you know she's about to be mommy number two. You know, she's about to have another baby any day now, probably. And so she needs to sit down and relax and be mommy and, and do her main job, her first job. But now that's not to say she's not still going to hold a position there with the company because she is. She's going to be considered the the uh, the executive chair of the company. Um, the, the lady who's replacing her is the former CEO um, of Anthropology. Auth group hillary super whoever she is i don't know anything about her make me want to do some research especially if rihanna is uh allowing her to be the uh, ceo of her company but anyway um apparently um she's stepping down so this is what we gotta have to say and i quote it's been beautiful to see our vision for savage x fenty impact the industry at such an incredible magnitude over the last five years this is just the beginning for us and we're going to continue to expand in ways that always connect with the consumer end quote i love rihanna so classy and fancy <laughs> i love it but so that's her quote and she said um she just she just it's time to get in the mommy mode that's it but remember now, Savage 50 opened up five years ago in 2018, um, and she got a lot of celebrity ambassadors to wear her items and to, to you know, promote it. And so she she bloomed overnight. It went crazy. I mean, seriously. So as of 2021, the brand was valued at $1 billion. 
this is 2023. Just wanted to let y'all know. So how many more billions is it valued at by now? I'm just saying. And it's safe to say, baby, it's, it's mommy time. So she's stepping down. Kudos to you, Rihanna. Look, I, I don't know what else to tell you. You seem to be happy about damn time. Because, I mean, after we, you know, go through the, everything that she's been through, right? And the, the, remember the billionaire Saudi Arabia guy she was dating? Ooh, make you wonder what happened to that one. Anyway, I hope she's happy with ASAP Rocky. They seem like they're doing their thing. Congratulations to them. And, of course, congratulations to her. It's your girl, Shay, oh, my God. And that is your entertainment news for us right here at the Rise and Grind Morning Show. Don't forget, check them out Monday to Friday, 9 to 10 a.m. on simplypodcastic.com. Back to you in the studio. See y'all later. Hey, go follow that girl right there. She's kind of cool. <laughs> All right, y'all. Yeah, go follow Shay. Oh, my God. Look her up on Facebook and Instagram. And shout out to Rihanna for stepping down from her very own company. Mm-hmm. Um, she's about to have baby number two. I think that's so dope. She's worth $1.4 billion. She probably got some other stuff she's going to be doing eventually. Yeah, most definitely. Well, you're stepping down she's as like, the CEO and you can hire one, so yeah, she's good. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. She's still probably going to be active. She's, she's on the board. Her. Yeah, she's still yeah, going to be on the board. She's going to be active. She's I mean, getting I that bread. Yeah. Yo, she's under Jay-Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Um, I mean, she couldn't do it. I mean, Little Wayne couldn't do that. But listen, um, she's under the one of the greats in right. business. Well, beauty, beauty, beauty. The beauty women business. spend more money. Yeah. Oh yes, baby. That's why and I stay you away can't from beautify Sephora. Little Wayne. No, you can't. But Sephora and Alta. Who? Lil Wayne. No, I told you said Sephora. Who? Sephora and Alta. Who is that? Exactly. Yeah. Huh? You walk up in there, it's like I'm going to here. I'm gonna get one. Oh, you talking about thing? You talking about? Yeah. I know you you walk in there. Oh, I need Look, makeup I'm brushes. I need this. I need that. And they they got it strategically set up for me to go in there and go yeah. spend all that money on that makeup and beauty stuff. You don't even wear makeup. Shut your ass when up. When I go out. Anyway, bring when me. I go out, I do women. and I wear makeup when I'm on, on set. Oh, okay. You whatever. Don't lot, you don't wear a lot. No, I Brittany. like to make it look neutral. Brittany, because you got the one Not neutral, you're... natural. <laughs> I'm about to say neutral. But I do wear neutral colors, but I do like natural looking makeup. Your, like little, I don't button, have your little button nose. You got your little cute little button nose. Your, your nose look like this. You know uh, <laughs> it looks black. Black? What's wrong with being black? Nothing, I'm black. Okay, go get it straight. I'm black. I'm, I'm, black. I'm not a ninja, but I'm definitely black. Okay. There's a difference between. A ninja and ninjas. I just want everybody to put that out there. We got ninjas and we got black. Yeah, blickety black people. Yes. So yes. shout out to everybody out there who believe in their 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 culture and their color and who they who they are, their family. I would like to say one of my pet peeves is family members who 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 don't do shit but talk about everything yes. everybody else doing. That's one of my pet peeves. <laughs> Those family members that say, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna help you," and then they don't. Yeah, yeah, that's a big pet peeve. What about the family members who who said? We should have did a show who, on family. <laughs> who said? Who be bragging on all the, all the cars they got? And then you, when you go over their house, they be like, "Yeah, man, I got all four of my cars in the yeah, shop." Yeah, and the family members who ain't used to nothing, but finally they came up, like yeah. ain't used to nothing. Yeah, I know. Like you know, we've been doing that, right? Right. Like you gonna try to tell me something that I told you ten years, 10 ago, years ago? You just caught on. My cousin got a robot fan to follow him around. <laughs> you know that's old. right? You know that's old, right? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> Listen, mm. no family members. Yeah, my my pet peeve one, my family, well, not one one of them, but his whole side is that they don't wear no shoes, mm. like outside. Or? Period. Yeah. And their house smell like feet. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. It's hard to eat at that house. And their song, favorite song, is Get on the Good Foot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really interesting what people do in these households. And the grandfather's name is Paw Paw. <laughs> <laughs> um, Y'all so stupid. <laughs> keep it going, keep it going. Uh, keep it going. <laughs> um, and he got a big toe. No, okay. Big foot. <laughs> big foot. That's crazy. No, that's, no, family is, they different. They different. Family is human. Yeah, they are. And my my Some of them. one of my aunt, my great auntie Betty always said, <laughs> if you auntie see it, Betty. Auntie Betty, she passed, but she always said, if you see it in your family, you are gonna see it in the street. Mm. So she be people, right. She said she's like, if they treat you like this in your family, imagine what they are gonna do in the street. So mm. she always said that. So I always, I don't be surprised with people because I see foolishness. Ain't that biblical? Ain't that biblical? I don't think so. Find the scripture. Find one. I don't think it's find one. Though. So man, think of so shelly not talk about it. That's nope. in Proverbs. As a man, think of so. Sure. He is, yeah. that is the, in Proverbs. The, but I'm the saying. Bible in itself is actually real world. Oh, day. It is because I was going to say something that was very interesting too, right? When we were talking about the whole the man and the woman, and it's interesting because it's mentioned in Genesis uh-huh. that the man and the woman would be fighting because uh, what the woman had did in the garden. She always wanted to be in in the mix, like, in the mix and mm-hmm. position with her husband. She wanted, yeah. but she lost that. Yeah. So that's why he will reign over her. Yeah, but I'll be glad when that rain come down because right now women <laughs> win. So uh, <laughs> well, when men step back up and get in purpose, then it's, it's, uh, we're not going to go there. <laughs> not, we, okay, we're still, you were in purpose. No, but no, no, I'm saying that. But, y'all, again, but, but these bras is acting funny right about now. Listen. Well, the feminism. That, we, we. We everybody's winning. Yes, the camera only wants to present to you what you fear. Fear. Yeah. Right. And the camera is constantly presenting those things to you. If you just cut the television off, mm. mm-hmm. turn off the television. Cut the television off, and then cut off some of them. You know, movies, them whack ass Tubi movies y'all be watching with the cousin and all that, all that bull. Well, right? just wait a minute. It ain't just Tubi though. Right. Yeah, it ain't it's just on Tubi. Hulu Netflix. Netflix it's on and Netflix, Peacock, Google, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Some whack, there's some crazy whack movies. Um, all the violent movies end with one guy standing with a rim in his hand, half bleeding with his shirt torn, and he's what the greatest. These are all the action figures, right? <laughs> yeah. All the oh, action figures. Like, starring, starring Calvin Man, at the end, I got a wheel in my hand, my shirt tore off, my nose bleeding. Oh, you watching the Marvel movies. And, and breathing in the camera, right? Or. Uh-huh. or I killed 9,000 people John at the end, and I, I'm walking away. Well, David, Limping. David or, in the Bible did kill 10,000, and Saul killed one. Right. So <laughs> my point is, if you, you, kill if you, if you cut that thoughts. off and just deal with life, right? I feel like just deal punk. with life. Like, I mean, that's what we're not doing. No, nobody, nobody is ex- having experiences. Right. Nobody is having experiences. No one, no one and living so, in the moment. So no, if, Toys R Us don't even exist anymore. These right. kids don't even know what toys are. Right. They're so, Target. And so, like with, with like you were saying, Britt, like you're actually running into the the not so quality uh, in the dating world. Right? Oh yeah, I, I don't participate. Right. Participate there, in part, and, and there are a lot of men, as we talked yesterday, yeah. who are running into. This the not so quality. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, Why it, can't we all meet each other? Right. <laughs> Where are we all? Why are we not meeting each other? And I don't be, understand. Because I, part of it is, <laughs> you might not like this one, but sometimes your words draw what you speak. 
Oh, well, I agree mm. with that, but I wouldn't necessarily say they weren't quality men. I told you, you you said it when we were yeah. off. They were self sabotaging. Yeah, they don't because yeah. they don't believe. Because they they had it. Yeah, you know they don't believe though. Yeah. Right, and the other thing is, is we all believe it, and it's funny. We all believe that um, that we got to be. Already polished the whole nine when we come to and yeah, and some women think that too. Yeah, I because I know I like I know some women that won't talk to a dude based on like if his shoes or something's ugly, right? But my whole thing is, what if he had came from work? And how about you got you ugly soul? Like, how about you got ugly that's spirit? What I'm saying, like, I'm like, well, what if he had just got off work and we when, caught each other well, at, the, well, at how, the gas station? Like, about, I don't care. He was working. How about the devil in your back? Preventing you from having happiness. You think it's the devil, or it's just that dumbass intuition that a woman to have when it comes down to it's, it? It's, it's a lot of negative spirits out here that I, we have collected along the journey that we have to get out of our system. Well, and a lot of stuff something? again is superficial, yeah, right? And yeah. like the whole power couple thing for me yeah. is is very superficial because a power couple is built. It's built, and you just don't become that overnight. And, and you all the people, work at it. you have to work at it, and you have to talk, yeah. you have to communicate, you have to be willing to accept like the ugly yeah. parts of you. Like if it's something he doesn't like about you, and it's like, dang, you really don't, you know what I mean? But it's not him or her tearing you down. It's to make you better. Like I feel like relationships are that mirror, and some people just don't want to look in the mirror. Uh, Heather said the other day we were listening to one of the things, and TDJ said. Right, we was listening. TDJ said, uh, "Disgruntled." Right, TDJ mm-hmm. said, uh, "Marriage is where love comes. Where marriage is the gym that love comes to work out in." See, when marriage is just so. getting getting married is just the mm-hmm. beginning. Michael Ty has said that because he was he, Michael Ty said it too because he's up under TD Jakes and yeah. Miles Monroe. He's just on the the younger guy, but he was saying that uh, same thing that you were saying, like. Love don't necessarily beat her. It grows. It grows. It grows. Yeah, and it only grows from the action. And he said it grows. Yeah, he said it grows from the action and yeah. it grows from the work that you have to put into it. And right. he was saying, like, he's in love with his wife so much more now than he was when they the first beginning. been together. Yeah. And I yeah. think they've been together about 12 or 13 years now. Yeah. And he said it's so much now because of the work that they have put in. But like he said, they... I, I, he I did something where she didn't trust him anymore and he was saying this this was like 10 years ago but if she doesn't trust he has to put the work in to create it because he had broken down so he has to put the work back into it to make sure that the trust is still there and it, 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 and it takes that so I, I, I did enough to get us to here we say I do mm-hmm. I do is just the beginning mm-hmm. It's the dating, the whole nine. I meet you. Hey, how you doing? Uh, we discover something. Uh, I, I offer you a ring, right? Then we go down the aisle. We get married. Honeymoon. We have a ball. As soon as you come home from the honeymoon, mm-hmm. it's your beginning. So my thing is so, because I've heard this a few different ways, right? So is it true that the man picks the woman or is it true that the woman has the final decision? It's both. Okay. Because I've heard it both ways. It's both. Here's the thing. I I see you. Mm-hmm. You see me. I see you a different way. You see me a different way. Mm-hmm. So in that process, I determine how far do I want to go just with my actions. God is a verb. Love is verb. 
Which is all action. Right. Marriage is a verb. All right. Um, plan, verb. Uh, um, uh, interaction, sex. All those things are verbs. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Those are all action words. So you can't get to forever just by saying I do. I do is the beginning. And so relationships wise, you can say no. Mm -hmm. My job is to present the yes. You have the opportunity to say no. If you choose to say yes, that means we buy into each other. In the buying into each other, Mm -hmm. he has things and you have things. So after I do, those things start revealing themselves that you wasn't showing, that you wasn't living prior to the marriage, mm-hmm. prior to I do. This is what people always say, oh, the, the relationship changed. You know, as soon as we got, <laughs> man, she was tripping and she changed. Of course, because she doesn't have to be pretentious. He doesn't have to be like, we're here. Now let's build Gotcha. Right. And, and, and those are, Most definitely. And that's where those things come into play. Like, okay, gotcha. we here now. We just said I do. We got the vows. You, you, you heard what so now the work Sister Sarah Jake said, uh, shut up. She told everybody. <laughs> shut up. Shut up and work. It's, it's that's the, true. Y'all want to go to the and say these words because you don't have to be on the covenant. Oh, you talking about Sarita. Sarita, right? Oh, yeah. The covenant, right? For better or for worse, Work. she said. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> she was saying they want to do their own vows because they're easy, easier, easier to break. It, it, and that's true. Yeah. I mean, I do think that's yeah. the most powerful thing a woman can do is shut up. But it's not always easy to no, do. No, no. It's easy to do if <laughs> no, you want to do not. it. No, it's not. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest. I'm being so honest. Yeah. It's the most powerful thing we can do. But it's not necessarily the most easiest thing we can do. So that's why you add... Motivation. You add motivation to your relationship. You have to be a motivator with a man. You have to be able to have the skill to know when he is about to fall. Mm -hmm. Because everything is at us. Yes. He's about to fall. You got to step in. (laughs) You got to step in and motivate. Yeah. Like, no, we're not what we're not going to do. You know well, Miles I mean? Monroe said that we are the incubators, right? Yeah. So he said if you wonder, if you can give a woman a sentence and she'll turn around and give you a paragraph and make you a whole book. So mm. whatever y'all want, y'all give it to us and we're going to multiply it and Won't give it right it? Yes, right it will. So basically what he was saying, we, we prophesy, we profit. Yeah. We're yeah. prophets. Yeah. You know? yeah, like whatever you tell us. We're going to bring it back to you. Well, bring it back to your remembrance. And I know some guys it? hate it because it's like, well, you always throwing stuff up. It's like, I'm not throwing it up. This is what you told me. I'm reminding you of what we talked about. But that's. But a lot, of, a lot of times when the reminding sounds like sarcasm, depending on the woman. Depending on what she's what The doing? time, how she's saying it, yeah. when she's saying it. And, but it goes back to, like he said, that's when you have to be a motivator. So, like, for women. We do have to pick and choose our battles, right? So, like Hell I said, yeah. so sometimes you do need to shut up. So it's like maybe this is not the moment that I need to have this conversation with, with the, him right. right now. Right. And so then, it's like, well, I need to check his his mental space. Like, like where is he at? Because he might not be at a place where he's able to receive what I'm about to say. Right. <laughs> Remember this. This is a little trick for women, right? Be able to say the same thing without it appearing that you're throwing it back in his face with a different set of words yes. and a different conversation to move me. 
Mm. Well, that's the part where you have to sit back and think. You have to think about. It. That's what I'm saying. Like sometimes, because we're quick. You know what I'm saying? Like we're quick, and it's like. I think the problem is y'all think y'all quick. Okay. No, no. When I say no, when I say when I say, I say okay. no, when you say. But those are all. Remember this. Those are. We're talking. There's a difference between dating. Yes. And marriage. Well, yeah, and I can't speak on marriage. I only, I've only, only seen it. On, I only can speak right. on dating. I can't speak so on, I'm, I'm, on, my, on that marriage. Little, that little tidbit that yeah. I just gave you is a masterful piece, a tool. For dating. For Not just dating. Just for the whole thing. For your, that mate. That gotcha. You got to be able to motivate me because I am up against. So much. When when it when it, when it comes when it comes down to what men have to face on an everyday basis, when men never negate what women has to go through as far as the, nur- the nurturing, the nurturing the nurturing comes naturally, right? Mm-hmm. The only thing the only thing that comes natural for us is to become as a protector and producer. Okay, okay, we're motivators too, yeah, and we, we we become motivators to each other yeah. before we become motivators to a woman. In a sense. No, 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 no. I, mean, I can't let you go with that one. You, just think about it. You work with a, a ton of women. You motivate them. You don't he just, don't really motivate me. Shut your ass up, I do. I've seen you motivate them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's a, again, that's a skill set that, you know, w- we don't necessarily get credit for. Right. Well, I'm not going to like how, like I tell people, a lot of times I'm, I'm in between gifted and anointed, right? I know my gift. Shut your ass up again. The anointing comes from God. Let me get real with my boy. The anointing comes from God, okay? We're all gifted because we all have a gift. But the anointing comes from God, and the anointing is what changes you. And, and that, it, the that's anointing what, should so be that, breaking things and changing people and motivating people and things like Brit, that. So we're not going to say that you're between gifted and anointing. No. You're Won't gifted. Hey, okay, no, and when the anointing. No. You're gifted. When the see? anointing comes upon you, then you'll see the change. Well, but the well, so, anointing so, so, so comes let, from God. So let me correct myself. <laughs> I am so let me correct myself. I'm gifted and anointed. Thank you very much. Um, and you're a particular place that you're supposed to be anointed in. Yeah, thank yes. you. So I'm gifted and anointed. So I'm not in, I'm not in between. I am both. Um, so, so, so when it comes down to it, this I know, and I don't, and I, and I don't never waver. Um, when I learn, I just found out um, my my Angela. When you learn, you teach. Yeah, she said, "When you learn, you teach. Me. When you get, you give." Yeah. And I so am, imagine yeah. this, brother Miles. Yes, sir. Imagine what it'd be like with a wife. Listen, if y'all yeah. go and well, y'all about to take me to the Bible, go to Ephesians. Ephesians, <laughs> right? That's the one that got the ten wings Listen, for sixty. When he pours, <laughs> whatever he is pouring into her, right. I promise you, he's going to get it back a hundred. Oh, it's Ephesians it's what? in Ephesians 5 where they talk about marriage. And if you go into Ephesians 6, it talks about the children and the household and how that's supposed let's to read keep, Ephesians let's, let's 5 keep, and 6. I love 5. The sixth part with the kids. Um, We're going to talk about part. family, right? I'm 50. I'm 51. Because the thing is, somebody that was married said the problem with the relationships is, is with the marriage is that instead of working, they try to. You're supposed to work together. So instead keep of the head, women keep your working, hands down, Brit. Hush. So, instead, <laughs> so instead of 
working. So instead of working with their husbands, mm. they try to like raise their husbands mm-hmm. when technically you should be raising and preparing your Ooh. children together and working with your, your husband. husband. So you should be. If a woman tell me one more time, yeah, like so we're supposed to be a fuck. <laughs> yes. So you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be preparing the kids yes. so that they can go off and go get married and be with someone else. Mm. You're supposed to prepare, but you're supposed to work together as husband and wife. But it don't work like that because women always trying to teach them. <laughs> Isn't it funny how the black and white culture, the only culture that don't do that? The black and white culture that don't do what? They don't do what you just said. Prepare? The black and white culture is only two groups of culture, two cultures that don't do it. We, I, don't, um, I can't agree with that at 100%. Two different colors. Yeah, because cause the other the other families, the other groups you're talking about, they prepare their children. Yeah, I've seen the preparation. You know, you know what I mean. There are some black people, there are some white people that prepare, but our preparation be different. They be like, go get a job at the plant. You gotta have money. We, we 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 teach our kids you gotta have money. Look, them little white boys at at thirteen, fourteen know how to treat a lady. <laughs> they know how to treat a lady at thirteen, fourteen. Well, white years kids. Old. Hell no, and some 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 uh, black black some black black some, some uh, brothers uh, too. My, but I see, they be they be going Canada. to the wrong woman. That's what be the problem. I, I, That's be breaking the their little heart. Woman yeah, they be going to the wrong take, one. The wrong woman takes them. They do. The and hurt their little feelings. And hurt their feelings. Yeah. They and and they make it bad for women like myself. Right? And so I got, got to deal two, with it. You had the two dynamics. You got the the boy being told to sow his wild oats. Woo! And you got the girl saying that men ain't no good. You got two different dynamics that's happening. And so in at between, the same damn time. At the same time. And so there's too many. But there are families who have structured their young men to be young men. My 19-year-old could knock off an older woman with no problem. He takes care of his business. Mm-hmm. Takes care of himself. He's driven. He's uh, independent. He's a leader. He sings. He draws. He writes. Like, How is he? 19. 19. Let me see. I got a niece for him. Um. Yeah. And he's <laughs> he he's about he's headed toward having his own business. Mm-hmm. He's nineteen. He's Let running. Me see. He's running like he the work he's doing at the restaurants and things like we just been talking the last couple of days. Like he's just been like dead. I think I'm ready to go, and I want you know. And so I'm getting ready to seven me for him because he can run a business mm-hmm. already. But he was running. One at 16, they literally gave the boy he had access to the whole lefties, the whole nine. They tried to play him. So he don't like women his age. My son ain't even really got into women like that. Got into yeah, women like that. He focused. That's what's up. Hey, yeah. Carmen Evans. I like that. Hey, Carmen. Shout out with Talk to Todd. Talk to Todd said, what about the family members that talk slick about what you're thinking and won't get get back to you? And he fine. All my kids fine. Ain't he tall? Oh, he in trouble. Size 15 th- shoes. Don't want me to be throwing themselves at him. He don't pay him no attention. I know he doesn't because he's looking for a prize. Yeah, yeah he's looking no for attention. a prize. Shout out to the man that, that date to get married. Um, yes. Shout, shout out, out to people who can stay married for 20 years and I can't have a relationship for 20 months. Uh, <laughs> That's your fault. It ain't really my fault. It's, uh, let me. It's, it's 
it's hard to date a man like you. Yeah, yes. Yeah, you got to be built a certain type you, of way. You definitely got to be built a particular type of way. Because you would be up here all day. All damn day. Yeah, you would because be here all day. the work never stops. And that's one, one thing I told but somebody. Calvary, have you have you learned to balance that in your marriage? Because yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? It seems like Miles don't try to balance that. Well, well yeah. he ain't found nobody worth balancing it for. Well, you got, there is... Particular type of woman got to walk in my life. Even then, I think I think what we failed to understand, and this is the damage that you know households and single households, mm-hmm. two parent households do. Mm-hmm. We we raise kids in a single environment. They're used to being alone. They're used mm-hmm. to being by themselves, so. and those things in, within their DNA is built within their DNA. Mm-hmm. So taking a step outside of the comfort zone of DNA and making that right move um, is is difficult. It's frightening. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. It's very, very difficult, right? And when you're in a two-parent household, you you have a different mindset mm-hmm. uh, because you've seen two parents do what you think society should do. Yeah. Uh, when you grow up in a toxic household or a household that just is not, there's no order, it's very difficult for you to be in a relationship because there's no order. Order. Yeah. So you didn't learn it, right? And yeah. so what we what has happened is, is the, you know, this is why we talk about the system. What has happened is, is that within the system, you are so used to saying that, you know, I'm not this or I don't see myself doing this, yeah. right? That's all DNA. Mm. In order for, a, when you take the step of a marriage, mm-hmm. right, you automatically coming out of a comfort zone mm. because it's a different type of commitment and it should be. Yes. So many people, as they say, celebrate the wedding and then after the wedding is over with, they didn't spend all this money, did all this stuff. They get in their marriage. They're like, yeah. oh, this is not what I want. Right? And so people don't understand that the impact of the home has on your life, your decision makings, your relationships is legit. Yes. No, that's facts. It's facts. Hey, y'all, give us a call 313-266-2811 right here on the Rise of the Ground Morning Show. We give away tickets for this weekend going out to um, MJG, uh, MJG, and what's his name? 8-Ball MJG, uh, the, the Dog Pound, and Exhibit is going to be at the Aretha Franklin Amphitheater. Uh, shout out to Richard. He uh, said it he, was a great episode of Girth, Girth last, last night. night. What y'all about on Girth? It was hot. It was dope. Shout out to Robinson Chris. Robinson Chris, you sound like you're a captain. Calvin was there. Yeah. We got to call him. You like, you sound like, your name sound like a captain of a ship. I'm Robinson Chris. Um, shout out to Tia. Call you on the air. You better say something. Call her. Is it on? Track five on? Hello. Hello, call you on the air. Caller, you're in the air. Okay. Okay, they probably hung up. It's, pr- it's probably Dr. Umar Johnson bullshit. Okay, listen. Um, <laughs> you are really upset about that, man. I'm in the hell with him. I don't um, know why you keep saying his name. Because uh, it just sounds good to say. No, oh, okay. Hey, look, because he was, he was getting interviewed. Oh, there we go. It's the caller. Maybe that is him. <laughs> caller, you on the air. My brothers, my sisters. Hello? Hello? Caller. You're on the air. You're on the uh Oh, I almost heard you. You almost heard him. Hello? Oh, hold on. I think I know the problem. Hold on. Hold on, caller. He think he knows the problem. 
Miss Carmen. It must be Miss Carmen. She said y'all not answering the phone. Okay, let's see. Hello, caller. Hello. Caller. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Car- Carmen. We knew it was you, so we didn't answer that fast. Yeah, you didn't know it was me, Miles. Okay. You know, Miles, I already know your verse psychology. You be talking some don't call, so I call. I know you want to talk to me, Ms. Car- but you don't have to do it on air every day. You can just pick up the phone and call. Miss Carmen, we didn't even say your damn name today. <laughs> I said, shout you out. I said, hey, Miss Carmen. I said, hey, Miss Carmen, don't call. <laughs> okay, listen. <laughs> Go ahead. I Just kind of talking about the subject that you guys are on. Um, First of all, what's one of your pet peeves? What what are my pet peeves is, oh, I got a couple of them. Um, Does it matter what area? It don't matter, go. Um, I think a pet peeve, for me, will have to be um, naked women. (laughs) Just out here. Just, you know. Mm. They don't even care to put on clothes anymore. Miss Carmen, I seen you in that green dress. Don't say that. Go ahead. Continue. I was fully covered. Yeah, you uh, you ain't had no panties on. Go ahead. Go ahead, I, had under, I had undergarments on, okay? <laughs> Sound like a church lady. I had undergarments on and my girdle. Go ahead, Ms. Garment. Give us another bit. So I grew up, um, and I, I, I believe I spoke with you about this. I grew up in the system. I was a ward of the state. I grew up in foster care. And fortunately for me, um, I knew my I knew my biological family. I knew my mom and stuff like that. But when I went into the system, um, we didn't start really having a for real relationship until after I phased out of the system. So I grew up with um, Caucasian um, family, mm-hmm. you know, a husband and a wife. And it took me a long time to um, – to get used to, and and, I, and I'm saying this loosely, it took me a long time to get used to African-American people because what and how the African-American culture operate is not how the Caucasian um, culture operate in a sense where talking about family, there was a husband and a wife and the family did pretty much everything together. You know, um, when it was dinner time, we sat at the table together um, and we didn't have like frivolous conversations. You know, every day was preparing us for the future. You know, okay, what, how are your grades looking? Um, what are you thinking concerning um, um, secondary, you know, schooling? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we need to do to get you there? You know, um, this weekend, we got a whole weekend planned around going to visit different colleges, talking to different people. Yes. Um, on this weekend, we got different people lined up with the career path that you say you want to go into for um, mentorship, for um, internship, and stuff like that. We don't do that a lot with our children. You know, um, I saw Mr. Proctor treat Mrs. Proctor like gold. You know, um, they worked, they both was retired, you know, um, from Ford as an engineer and stuff like that. But they both worked together as a family unit. You know, everything was done with the family. Everything focused around the family. So when it got to the point where um, I had started going to visit my family, you know, with Thanksgiving and stuff like that, 
I was almost traumatized, you know, walking into a room with all African-American people, and they were loud. You know, um, I remember the first time going to a family gathering, and they were just loud. They were yelling, and they were debating, and this and that and that and this. I thought I was going to pass out. I called my mom, like, I think they're going to fight. Come get me. You know, because I wasn't used to that. Did she say, did, did she that. ask, was they playing spades? They were playing spades as well. See, Miss Carmen, that's what you to, expect. I wasn't, I wasn't used to all that hollering and yelling and cussing and, you know, because that I didn't see that kind of stuff. Well, white so people play pinochle. in my life, right, <laughs> or they play um, dominoes. <laughs> or Yahtzee. So, so where I'm at now in my life and I, you know, look for a significant other, Although I was able to be reunited with my biological mother and stuff like that, and her and my dad, um, my stepdad, they were married for um, over 30 years until my mom passed a couple of years ago. Um, mm. They had a great relationship. So I saw great relationships on both sides. You know, after my mom became clean, you know, um, she went on to have an excellent, you know, life. So basically. So I saw my Caucasian family working as a unit. And then with my biological mom and my, you know, my stepdad, I saw them working as a unit. So when my mom passed, I even said at the funeral, because my aunt kept asking me, my aunt keep asking me, when are you going to get married? When are you going to get married? I'm looking for somebody that okay. represents both of my fathers. Okay. You know, they were providers. You know, they had fun with their wives. They would stay up throughout the night laughing and talking. You would go to bed, you wake up in the morning, they still laughing. Yeah, men well, that open up the door for you, men that respect you, that you're not bees, you know, you're not expected to pay fifty percent. You know, I. Well, Miss Carmen, all this is new to me. Well, Miss Carmen, it's not really new because unless you knew the structure of each parent, sometimes um, Michelle Obama said it the best. Um, sometimes she had to give eighty percent because she was helping her her husband become the best man he could possibly be and wind up being the president of the United States of America. And a lot of times it don't matter whether you give fifty fifty or not. It's it's the it's as long as they have an understanding on what they're doing, it's probably the the most important part in a relationship, as long as you have understanding. Um a woman a woman who works, like you just said, the lady works, right? So her money went towards the household as well. You just don't know how much percentage it went. But we, when we say 50 50, we're, we're, we get stuck in finances. I'm not talking about like 50 50 finances. A lot of times we go into stuff where, you know, she got to get half and then we're already at a deficit if we're talking about 50 50 well, because that goes across the board. You well, know. well, you can't measure nothing else but money. That's the only thing you can't measure. You cannot measure. You can't even measure time properly. A way in in a way to where you can. You can measure quality time. You cannot you measure. Can. You cannot measure time with percentage. In my, in my eyesight, I feel like you can. You cannot stop it. <laughs> you actually can. How? Because if you don't put in time, Brittany just told you you're always here. I said percentage wise. Percentage-wise, time it, it it does come down in the percentage-wise. Well, I thought I would, I would think it'd be more like quality versus the percentage. That too, but no. it it it's, it's still the time. It's still a, it's still no, the time. Of course, work, time, yeah. but, but I'm talking about it can't be measured. You remember that phrase? That you said time can't be measured. No, oh. no, I'm talking about not when you deal with people. Like you know, well, take, you, you remember that phrase? What they say? They tell it to women okay. a lot. They tell it to women a lot. I mean, because you know that a man that really likes you will 
um, make time. For He's going to make time. time with you. Yeah, yeah, but again, it's not a percentage. It, it, it doesn't even matter if <laughs> it's five minutes. If he, it's about quality. If he says, it's like, he says hey, baby, I only got five minutes. I only got ten minutes to run by to give you a hug and a kiss, but I want you to know I want to see you. I want to spend time with you. That's that's part of the measurement. Mm. Well, I put it like this. If that's the case, a lot of, if, if time and stuff like that can be measured, a lot of parents fail their children because there's there there's more time spent. Calvin has with, already said that they have failed their children. Yeah, but yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about period. Everybody, parent, oh, yeah, yeah. parents yeah. itself. You can't. Mom, dad, you can make all the money in the world, but you just can't make my up mom, time. Right, can't my make mom time. made more money than my stepdad. But when my mom got sick and, you know, had to go on oxygen, my dad made more money than my mom was um, pulling in. So it, it balanced itself out. Yeah. You know, we go into situations looking for the the negative or the red flags versus going into it with the mindset that I really want to build with somebody. I really want to give my all to somebody. We look at why she's not it, why she's not that. It's yeah. difficult for women out here in this dating pool. And for men. I think it's so let me ask you a question, Anybody that's dating. These hoes let me, let me ask you a question, Kelvin. Go for it. So for <laughs> individuals Good that job. have grown up into households that had two parents, whether it, you know whether it was a blended family or not, and you see, for the most part, how a family is supposed to function, how do you now go out into this world and um, be asked to conform to anything less than what you experienced in your you know household as far as watching your parents move, first, you know, move and shape? The first thing you have to do is assess if the person comes from a two-parent household. Dating someone who doesn't come from a two-parent household sometimes is your biggest strike because you come from that environment. The person that comes from the same environment has a tendency to understand and knows how to merge. Dating someone who comes from a single household versus in a two-parent household, you find these things to be difficult. It's difficult to merge with two people anyway, even if they don't come from those environments because there have been a lot of successful marriages where people came from single households, got married, and went on to have and establish a family because that was their wants. The biggest issue that I think that women are finding and, and should be paying attention to while dating is one, where is God is in a man's life immediately? Two, is he have uh, two parents and where he's come from? How's his family structured? And three, more importantly, three, you should be paying attention literally to his words because a man who doesn't matches his words, his words, deeds, and actions don't match, you have to leave them alone because you cannot have that. You cannot have a man that doesn't have a plan because why would you give a man 50% of your income and he don't even have a plan for himself? Self, yeah. Good answer. One more quick question and then I'm going to hang up. Do you recommend women to date a man that does not have a relationship with his mother or his um, grandmother? A man that doesn't if they're have still a, living, if they're still living, there are a lot of there are a lot of broken men. I know a man whose father was alive. He didn't even go see about him after his mom passed away. I know people who have bad relationships. They've had bad relationships with their mom and their grandma. 
that relationship could very well mean that they're trying to not be because me having a relationship with somebody that doesn't care for me is an issue. Yes. So it's not necessarily that he's not having a relationship with his mom or his grandma because he just don't like them. It could be how they raised him right. and abused him yeah. and harmed him that he doesn't want to participate in their life. In the buffoonery, yeah. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, and that's a tough scenario because he still has to get to the place of forgiveness. Because yeah. once he gets to the place of forgiveness, he takes the power away from them you got to take power away from people so i i forgive you don't necessarily mean that i still have to co-mingle you know care mm -hmm. and all of that i'm just forgiving you at this point in my life and i'm going on with my life but i know who you are and i'm not participating yeah you understand in your problems your narcissist whatever all them crazy words they come with <laughs> negativity but I'm not participating, right. you know, because I had, you know, we all have situations where there are people in our family that we might not associate with because we just don't jive. It's okay. It's still family. And you just leave them where they at. You say hi. You be respectful. Leave their ass right and there. And you leave them right there. But at the same time, it's tough because society society has pushed the, the mother and the woman dynamic so heavy on family as being the more valuable piece in the family, yeah. In the family, and, and you know, statistics and a number of other things show otherwise, we have to get to a place because men are still believing that, you know, I walk away from this woman, he's going to be fine because she a woman. No, that's not necessarily the case. We're learning more and more that's not the case. So it's, it's a real tough, thin line, but forgiveness is going to be the way for that situation to, to relieve everything because... It, it, it it's real tough when a man has made the decision not to mess with a mother and a grandmother. Something wrong. Something is seriously wrong. And I would say that, and I would say this, Miss Carmen. I would never. I don't think a person should judge nobody on how they deal with certain family members. Just judge them on how they treat you. You know what I mean? Whether it's male or female, because there's a lot. As Calvin stated, there's a lot of broken people, and you never know their background, and they don't even want to discuss it because it might trigger other things. So, yeah. some majority of the times, treat people how they are. I know people who've been accused of uh, beating they beating their wives, right? Mm -hmm. They go to court, they win the court case. Nobody even nobody talking about that. You know what I mean? But they was all on her side, right? Yeah. And it's only because men catch a bad rap immediately. Immediately. No matter what well, we do. Well, that's the one that's been painted to him. Yeah. So, Ms. Carmen, I just say just judge the man on how he treats you, and that's it. Other than that, because you never, you, you never know their background. Because, and also a lot of uh, Caucasian families that appear to have it being good, yeah, a lot of times we don't know the dynamics of it. And they'd be just as worse. I know, I know the dynamics of the house that I lived in and slept in every day. I, I know those dynamics. Right. And I know the dynamics of all the other families that was integrated into my life, you know what I'm saying, to be a blessing to me. Well, if you know the I dynamics, you need, to, you need to be a psychiatrist. So, so my question, well, <laughs> I'm actually in school. I got two more classes for my doctorate degree, um, community care and, and counseling specializing in trauma. So, you know, I'm, mm. I'm, I think I'm good in that area. <laughs> but uh, be that as it may, I have a, one more question, and I promise. No, I'll you don't got no goddamn one more so, question. We gotta Get out of here. We, got, we only got three minutes left. Oh. I'm sorry. Okay, bye. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't miss coming. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, um, yeah, um, we got to get out of here before we get cut off. Calvin, tell them where they can find you at. CalvinTMan.com. Damn. <laughs> Brittany. Here. 
Yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Uh-huh. Uh, Facebook, Brittany Chanel. Instagram is me, Brittany Chanel. Is that what Chanel. your website? You ain't your website now? BrittanyChanel.net, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, MilesDixon.com is coming very soon because I got to let people know who I am. I'm done being modest. I'm going to stay humble, but I'm done being modest. Okay. On that note, you can catch me right here on podcast. We'd like to give special thanks to our, our engineer, our super engineer, yeah. on the weather team to bring us to you. None other than Shannon Shan, a hundred grand band, man, woman, girl. <laughs> Shout out to Girl Boy Midday Vibes. Um, they're coming on today. Yeah, they're in Atlanta, so hopefully we'll be opening up the Atlantic Podcast Studio very soon. On that note, y'all, we are out. See y'all later. Peace. On the Sunday afternoon. Bye. That's Cal. Hey, have you heard about Encourage Me on Young's Smash Suicide Campaign? No, I have not. What is it about? They're raising awareness about boys and suicide age 5 to 11. Boys 5 to 11? What do you mean? We have to share the information. So parents know to look out for their sons. So you are saying to be clear that black boys 5 to 11 are dying by suicide? I am saying males from 5 to 80 are number one. They're just focusing on the prevention which starts at age 5. We must share this so parents can get help. Here's how you can get help. Call 988 immediately. Visit cnshealthcare.org. For mental health care services, visit meworld.com to get involved. Encourage me, I'm young. Hey, hey. Rise and grind for your daily news. Rise and grind. Grinding just for you.